Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Hani Olshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. We are continuing with our amazing series on how to prepare for the new school year. And this week, I have an exciting episode for you guys. This is a little bit of a longer episode, a little bit longer than our usual episode length. And the reason for that is, is because this episode is all about how to prepare for your first staff meeting of the school year. So I know that many of you have already started the school year. Some of you start in September after Labor Day, whatever it is. Even if you've already started the school year, this episode is a must listen to because you'll definitely want to have a staff meeting like this. So this episode is actually a training that we took out of our directors in our circle. So our directors in our circle is our flagship program and how we support directors in building schools of excellence and helping them understand the day-to-day management and operations and the leadership and how to really lead effectively their staff and building cultures of excellence. And so this is a training that I created for our members on how to lead their first staff meeting down to how to prep for it, what to talk about, how to divide the time blocks during it, the exercises to do, the questions to ask to your teams, how to wrap things up, everything associated with leading that staff meeting is all in this specific training. And we decided that as a special gift for our special podcast listeners, we extracted this video training that is really part of our paid membership for you guys as a special gift for being an amazing listener of our show. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and after you listen, would love if you could take a couple minutes to rate and review this podcast in iTunes. Reviews help us climb into the higher charts on iTunes so that other school leaders can find out about our show. Thanks so much, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. So in today's lesson, we're going to go over what to discuss and what not to discuss at the first staff meeting, what questions you should ask specific activities to zoom in on staff's learning styles, and how to get the team working as a group. 
Now, just to clarify, when I say first staff meeting, I know some of you have a academic school year, and so you're off in the summer months, and so the first staff meeting is coming up, and for some of you, you're 12 months, and so really it's about when do you want to have this bigger conversation around the opening of the year and setting that tone for what you want the year to be. So this can be at any point during the year. It doesn't matter what month. I'm calling it the first staff meeting because we're at the beginning of a new school year. So let's talk about the first component of first staff meetings. Meetings need to be broken down into different segments. And especially in the beginning of the new school year, as you're welcoming staff back, or if you have a big new group of people that you're onboarding all at the same time. So first, it can mean a number of different things. It can be September is here, or it can mean you're onboarding a group of five new teachers all at the same time. That's a first staff meeting, right? So it's the first time someone's joining your team and and it's a group of people, right? It's not a silo person. You want to make sure that you're not lumping all the stuff together. So your first meeting will always be about the shared values, the why, and connecting everyone as a team. Your second meeting is about handbooks and schedules and specials and classroom management. And your third meeting is about policies, procedures, systems, and operations. Now, again, this is a very rough draft. You can slice and dice it however works best for your company. This is just an idea of how you want to break things down so that it's not all mush in someone's head at the end of the day. So how do we prepare for that first staff meeting, that first experience that people will have with our company? Or if you're creating a new first, that we're starting a new chapter. So the first thing is, is that we're re-anchoring in the why of the school and casting the vision for the year. We want the vision to share inspiration and aspiration. We all need that now, and it will be a guiding light during the storms that come. And so the first exercise that I want you to do for today's lesson is paint a mental picture of the school you want and why you want that for this coming year. What does that really look like for you? Really paint that picture in a very visceral and with a lot of adjectives um, so you can really taste it and feel it and see what it looks like because that's going to really help you cast that vision for where you're heading into this year. So let me give you some ideas of how we really put this vision together. So I want you to imagine that your school is being showcased on television. This is actually a little snippet of a segment that I did on WBLTV on morning routines, if you want to go check that out. But here are some questions that you can answer. What do you want to feel like every single day? Right. Part of the vision for the school is not just about we have X amount of students and we bring in X amount of revenue and we have X amount of percentage of profit share and all those things. Part of casting the vision for the school is me as the leader, me as the owner and the helm. I want to be feeling like this every single day. And what do you want to see in the classrooms? What challenges will your school solve? Right. Not just about what do I want to feel and see, but what are the challenges that our school are going to solve? Maybe you are going to solve the challenges that many schools have with parent relationships or empathy, or maybe you're going to solve the challenge that children are struggling with, you know, seeing people's perspectives or having um, more patience or executive functioning skills. These are all challenges in the world today that we see with our children and our families. Maybe your school is going to be committed to solving that challenge. That's part of a vision. One of the visions that I have for Schools of Excellence is 
I am committed to creating a ripple effect in schools all across the world. And part of that vision is giving leaders the tools and the mindset that they need to be those leaders for the families, the teachers, and the children. So that's a challenge that I'm committed to solving in this world. What will your parents say about your school? That's a big part of your vision as well. Now, if you've already answered these questions, you've already done these exercises many times, that's great. Always great to go back and re-answer these questions because in different seasons of our life, it cements itself in different ways. So I want you to look at this, not just, oh, it's a really great refresher. It's not just a refresher. Every time you do an exercise again, every time you revisit these questions, it becomes part of you and it becomes part of your identity. And now this is who you are. And so that's why it's important to revisit things, not just as refreshers, but because the more you revisit, the more it cements into your being and you no longer are, you know, just a person who needs refreshers, but it becomes your identity. Now, If you've done this many times with yourself, this is a great exercise to do with staff. Now, I want to preface again by saying, um, and I'll say this many times throughout this training, is that these are all great suggestions, like a buffet of ideas and strategies of how to open the year. By no means do you need to do all of them or should you feel pressure to do all of them or feel like a failure if you don't do all of them. Choose what works best for your company and where you feel you need to focus on this year specifically. So with staff, you can ask them questions like, what do you want to feel like in your classroom? How do you want to show up every day? How do you want to respond when hard things happen? These are really great questions that help people cast the vision for their classrooms. You know, when hard things happen, if you teach toddlers, when the kids bite or hit or grab or push or pull or cry... How do you want to respond when all those things happen? Because they do happen because you're teaching toddlers. And so really casting that vision and foreseeing how you want to show up in hard moments is so powerful to really help re-anchor everyone in that way. The next part of preparing for this first staff meeting, this first coming together, are the core values. Now, I know that many of you have done this exercise before, and then there are some of you who haven't, and that's fine. That's why I'm going to share just a very short snippet of what our core values are in schools of excellence and how we really bring that together. Now, core values are what your school believes in and how will everyone show up and behave themselves. That's the simplest definition of a core value, what your school believes in and how will everyone show up and behave themselves. So schools of excellence values, we have top five core values, family, gratitude, personal responsibility, are you coachable, and courage. Those are our five core values. And so I want to show you how we really bring that to action of how everyone shows up and behaves themselves. So we are creating a culture of family and connection where our team members and our clients carve out time and are present for the people that matter most. That's how I know that we as a company 
are behaving ourselves in family as that is our top value, where we're creating a culture where team members on the team and you guys, our clients, consistently carve out time to be present for people that matter most. That's how I know that I'm successful. When you share stories with me that you guys came home for dinner, or you had a date with your husband, or you took time off and spent time with your child, or you went to the spa, that lets me know that I'm living my core values because that means that our clients are carving out time for people that matter most in their life. Our second core value is gratitude. We lead with gratitude to open our hearts and minds to more empathy and understanding. One of the most powerful reasons why gratitude is such a high value for myself is because it allows me to develop more empathy and understanding for where people are coming from. And so instead of coming from a place of judgment and unfairness, I lead with gratitude because it opens my heart to see where is that person coming from and how can I lead with more empathy? Our other core value about personal responsibility and are you coachable? We embrace mistakes and failure. We know that perfection is not the goal. It's about choosing to show up better in each moment. And anytime we have mistakes that happen in the company or failures or blunders or whatever it is, I consistently say this at our staff meetings um, and our huddles, which is perfection is not the goal. It's how we choose to show up in the next moment. And thank you for sharing that mistake. We take personal responsibility and we hold ourselves accountable and we lead with courage and we challenge what we've done because we always want better. That's why I always meet with people and ask questions and do exit interviews and all of those things because that's how I can lead with courage. So again, these are just a couple of examples of how we really know that we're behaving ourselves with our core values. Now, how am I going to know that this is happening? Here's how we get super tactical. When a team member has a soccer game for their kid at three o'clock, they're at the game. That's how I know that my team members, how we're living our family value. If family is a core value, that means that when one of my team members has a soccer game for their kid in middle of the day, they need to be there. That means we need to design our company in a way that they can be at those games. When it comes to taking personal responsibility, the way that I know that we're actually behaving ourselves in that way is when team members can start conversations with, I made a mistake, here's what I learned. So we get so tactical and specific because I want to make sure that we're really leaning on these values because it allows us to truly lead the company that we want to lead. So Until now, we've spoken about how to prep for that first staff meeting. Now let's go into how do we lead the first staff meeting. So the first piece is is choosing the school headline. Now, headlines, if you think about newspapers and media and any kind of headline, headlines can inspire or invoke fear. And so a headline or a school theme helps guide decision-making and where time, money, energy, and resources should go. It helps everyone on the team know what to focus on for this year. And so I'm going to share with you some examples in a few minutes about what some headlines are. But what we're really looking for here with this strategy is anchoring our team in what is going to guide decision making. There's endless amount of projects and ideas that you can do throughout the year. But when you choose your theme and your headline of what is going to guide that, it makes it a lot easier to make decisions. So here are some headline ideas. School of opportunity, culture of accountability, rise to the top, getting it done, 
better and consistent school of excellence, create the magic. We can do hard things. These are just a handful of ideas. Every single person who's watching this is tremendously creative and talented, and you can come up with your own headline ideas. But I want to share just some ideas just to get that spark rolling of what are some ideas that you can do for your school headline. I know one of our clients chose culture of calmness. All the decisions that they made were about really helping people become their staff, really choosing calmness in all of those hard moments. Um, So there's so many different ideas to choose from. So I know a lot of you are looking at this like, oh gosh, they're all amazing. Which one should I choose? So how do you decide what headline to choose? You want to pick a headline that will push you and your staff to grow and challenge themselves. If you guys are really great at getting things done, don't choose that as a headline. You want to choose something that's really going to push yourself. Maybe it's culture of accountability. Maybe it's culture of calmness. Maybe it's about, you know, look like growth mindset or something like how are you going to push yourself and your staff to challenge themselves? You want to pick a headline that will anchor you and be a light of inspiration in hard moments. So when we choose culture of calmness in hard moments where chaos and the storm is raging, that allows us to anchor ourselves. We are a school of a culture of calmness. And so how does leaders and teachers in a culture of calmness choose to show up? How are we going to show up right now? If your headline was getting it done and you have a really hard moment or a hard season where there's so many things that have to get done, that becomes your headline. We are a school of getting it done. This is our headline for the year. And so how are we going to get this done? And so it really becomes a way to rally the troops and come together. And it becomes exciting in that way. So once you choose your headline, you want to think about how will you know that you and your team are living it? So here's a great phrase that I like to kind of mad libs that helps you fill it out. I will know we are getting results and growing in our mindset connected with our headline of blank, whatever you choose as your headline. When I see or hear my staff doing or talking blank, what do you actually need to see? So if you are choosing your headline as culture of calmness, you're going to know, let's say that you're seeing results and growing in a mindset in their mindset when you hear staff you know, speaking in hushed tones, even when a child is tantruming or you hear teachers at or the staff are talking at their staff meetings where they're collaborating ideas, you know, of how to do certain things with the children. And those are conversations that have never happened before. So so, so powerful to do with the teachers, because until you get specific about what you want to see, feel and hear, you can't get it. You're not calling to the universe and telling them this is what I want right? You're just calling an order and saying, hey, I want food. You have to tell the waiter, right? This is an example I give all the time of like, you go to a restaurant and you tell the waiter, I want food. And the waiter says, well, what kind of food do you want? And so not getting specific is doing the same thing. It's going into your school and saying, I want blank, but you're not getting specific about what you want. So they can't bring you what you want. If you don't tell the waiter that you want to have lasagna with a side salad and dressing on the side, he's not going to bring it to you. He's going to bring you what he wants. And you're the leader of your school and, and your life. And you get to choose what you want. And it will come to you when we get specific and call for it. 
So step three is involve the staff. We had one school choose school of opportunity as their term theme. They chose it for a specific term, not for the whole year. I think it was like 90 days or six months. I don't remember exactly. We had a different client who um, wrote out like, what are all their core values and how does that align with their theme? So these are just some ideas of what other people have done in the past. And you really want to involve the staff in how to participate in bringing this together. So one of the things you could do is write the school headline in the middle of a long piece of butcher paper. So I know that I've always done this with my kids. And when I was a toddler teacher for many years, I'd always roll out a long piece of butcher paper with crayons and markers on the table. And the kids would create these beautiful just montages and stuff like that. So a great exercise to do with the staff is roll out a long piece of butcher paper with Sharpies. They're always fun and they're different and colorful and write the school headline in the middle of the large piece of butcher paper. And then you want to ask the staff to start fleshing out their ideas. You can either do this with post-it notes or they could write it right onto the butcher paper. And you want to ask them, what does this headline mean for you in these six key areas? So if you chose culture of calmness, um, or you chose culture of accountability as your headline, what does this mean for you? How does it look like in the six performance keys and the six key areas that assess a teacher of excellence? So how does it look in classroom management? How does it look in standards? How does that look in parent communication and engagement? What does a culture of calmness look like in teacher communication? What does it look like in children? What does it look like in your own personal development? So you really want to unpack what does the school headline mean in each of these six areas. Now, for those of you that have never heard of the six performance keys assessment, it's a very specific diagnostic that I created of how school directors can assess the six key areas that teachers need to develop in every 30, 60, 90 days so that they're consistently growing to build your school of excellence. And we have a separate training on that as well. And so this is a great way to start the conversation. By no means is this a one and done conversation. It's a way to start the conversation with your staff. So after they've kind of fleshed that all out, now you want to make it personal and specific to each person. And so each teacher will choose one and only one habit or activity that will help themselves anchor in the headline. So a teaching team can also decide to do something together. Um, And if you're an owner and director, you can do it with each of your directors as well to choose one leadership habit connected to the headline. And so let's say they started fleshing on all these ideas, like, you know, in personal development or in children, this is what culture of accountability looks like. Okay, great. So now let's choose a specific habit that's connected to that. Like, how are you going to stay committed and anchored to this incredible headline? You want to make it so specific because that's the way that you'll be able to hold them accountable to it. So the magic is in the follow-up. Every teacher will get up and share what they are going to commit to. And you as the leader are going to write it down. And in two weeks, you want to make sure that you follow up with each person, how their commitment is working, right? This shows the staff the meetings, that meetings in your company have purpose and you actually follow up, right? So every teacher really needs to get up afterwards and share, this is what my commitment is. This is my habit. And you as the director are going to write it down and make sure that you follow up with every single person. 
So this is a point in the meeting where you'll take a break and you'll reflect, you know, what have been your takeaways so far? What is still an open loop for you? Again, there's a lot of stuff that you've already covered in this meeting. You've prepped for it as far as vision casting and your values. um, And then you went into choosing a headline. And so you did this great exercise with them. Everyone chose their habit. You kind of came together as a team where we're anchoring in this great headline. And so now we take a pause. You could do a lunch break here or a short snack break, bathroom break, whatever it is. And then you want to move on to the next part. And so the next part is the superpowers. We want to leverage the geniuses of the team, especially at a time that we need to lean on each other more than ever. And so here are some ideas that you can do to help your staff lean on each other. So I love Jenga blocks. I think that they're very versatile, manipulative that you can use for a lot of different team building exercises or staff meetings. So I always have Jenga blocks on me. And you could give each staff member a Jenga block with a Sharpie and have every staff member write their superpower on a Jenga block. So let's say they write, I'm great with kids. Well, that's where you as the leader facilitate the meeting and ask clarifying questions. You know, what specifically? Is it that you're great with helping a child separate from mom? Are you great with diffusing a tantrum? Like, we want to get really specific about people's superpowers. And you want other teachers to know people's superpowers. Now, I've seen directors uh, do this in so many different ways. We had one director who created an incredible board that said Apple Montessori's uh, superpower teachers. Um, It's the Apple Montessori School in New Jersey. And they created an entire bulletin board that had every teacher's superpower on there. And they all like put capes on on, and they took pictures. And what was really fun about it is that everyone knew everyone's superpowers and what makes them incredible and extraordinary human beings. Um, And it really had people leaning on each other and asking for help. So one of the things that I get a lot from uh, leaders is how do I position this for the shy and the introverted? And so I think one of the things that's important to remember is that sharing your superpower is about helping people. It's not about being egotistical or arrogant or full of yourself like, oh, this is my superpower. No, it's about helping people. One of my superpowers is asking really great questions and helping people find within themselves the strategy that they need or see within themselves how much capability they have. That's a superpower that I'm so grateful to have. But what it really is, it's a superpower that helps other people. And so many times shy and introverted staff members or directors really struggle with vocalizing their superpower. And so a really powerful way to position this when you're doing this activity is even if you feel uncomfortable or you're shy, I want you to dig deep because this is about helping people. And so when you share what you're awesome at, now people can actually come to you and ask you for help. If no one knows that you're an amazing artist, no one's going to ask you for your help. And you have an opportunity to help people with your art. If no one knows that you're great at crafting emails to parents and you have a great way of articulating really hard stuff, no one can ask you for help. So you can't use that superpower to help people. And so I actually tell people, you know, people need to know what you're good at so they can come to you for help and not sharing your superpower is selfish because you're keeping it all for yourself because you can't use it to help other people because no one knows that you can do that. And so I think it's such a powerful way to shift it of 
No, tell me what your superpower is. Cause now I can know that I can come ask you for help. And then you can have the great gift of sharing that with me and others. So how does all these activities help, right? This activity gives you a lot of data on your staff and what they're good at. So you can call on them to lead and to help. One of the things that we do here in schools of excellence in our owners group and our directors group is I'm always asking, what are your superpowers? What are your great systems? What are you guys good at? Because I know that people want to share, right? People want to share their systems that are working, their things that they're proud of, the stuff that they've put their blood, sweat, and tears into. And it gives them so much joy to share that with other people. And it's such a win because it brings them so much joy and it brings us so much value because we're learning from them. So some examples are, you know, if someone's really great at art or coming up with new sensory activities or writing assessments, have them lead a staff meeting or a training. Don't come from a scarcity mindset of no one's going to want to lead a staff meeting for free. I don't pay them enough. That's your BS story. People want to help. People want to contribute. Don't decide people's destinies for them. Ask them. Present it in the right way. People want to take more leadership. And many times they just need to be tapped on the shoulder and called to step up. And they are so happy to help and to share because these are their gifts and it gives people joy to help other people. It's an intrinsic human need to want to contribute to society. So give people that gift, give it to them. You're the leader. So let's bring everything in together because this was an exceptionally long one because I'm sharing a lot of different things for you to help prep for that first meeting. So we spoke about re-anchoring in your vision and your core values. We spoke about picking your headline and doing the activity. We spoke about everyone choosing a specific habit and how staff should share their superpowers with others. So there's a lot of action steps that you can do here, but I want to give you one challenge, one action step for this month's playbook. Okay. Now, again, you're not being graded on this. You're not being tracked. This is just for you and for your own accountability. Okay. Write out your vision, review and choose your school values and prep for that school headline meeting, right? Those are some of the action steps that you can take. Now, again, if you've already done your vision, if you've already done your school values, if you already chose your school headline, obviously none of these are relevant to you, but these are just me guiding you through choosing what your next steps are. But what I want you to take immediate action on is letting us know in the comments in the Facebook group, how are you going to complete this phrase? So after you choose your school headline, or if you've already chosen it, then you can do this right away is complete the phrase. I will know we are getting results and growing in our mindset connected with our values and our school headline of blank, whatever your school headline is. When I see and hear my staff doing and talking blank. So I want to see all of you fill out this phrase because even if it's not perfect and it's not supposed to be, or even if you're like, I'm struggling, like I don't even know how to fill out the second part of the Mad Libs. Like that's what the community is for. Type it into the Facebook group so we can help you and workshop it together. And you can get guidance from myself and from some of the other leaders in the group who can help you complete this phrase because this is going to help you so much with understanding what success looks like. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, 
subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.